Shalom Malachim, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host, and the website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, this week's Torah portion is interrupted by an important reading because we're looking at another Moadim, another appointed time, another feast day, and we're looking at Sukkot, which, according to many calendars, would start tonight uh, at sundown and run through next Friday at sundown, October 9th. So tonight, October 2nd, at sundown till next Friday, October 9th. Now I'm going to read a couple of descriptions about Sukkot. Uh, One from TorahPortions.org and the other one from Root Awakening. Now our uh, schedule for reading for the Torah today, according to TorahPortions.org, specifically for the for the Feast of Sukkot, or it's also known as Tabernacles, is Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 22, verse 26 through 23, verse 44, which just kind of outlines uh, the feast days. And then we're supposed to read from Zechariah uh, chapter 14, and I'll explain that here in a few minutes. So here's the portion summary for Sukkot, or Feast of Booths, or also known as Feast of Tabernacles. It's a biblical holiday celebrated on the 15th day of the month of Tishri, which usually falls in late September to late October. It is one of the three biblically mandated festivals, so keep that in mind. Shalash Ragalim, on which the Jews are commanded to make a pilgrimage to the temple in Jerusalem. According to the prophet Zechariah, in the Masonic era, Sukkot will become a universal festival and all nations will make pilgrimages annually to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast there. So that's why we're going to be looking at Zechariah. It's like the only feast where you see like this future mandate. It's uh, pretty interesting. And so we'll take a look at that. Let me read the description from Root Awakening because they have a good description of Sukkot. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a better understanding of the feast. And then we'll do our reading uh, for this morning. Sukkot is also called the Feast of Tabernacles or Feast of Booths. Sukkot is one of three pilgrimage feasts or feasts in which we are commanded to go up to Jerusalem. Today there is no temple to go up to Jerusalem, but we celebrate the feast because it is a rehearsal of events that have already occurred and some yet to come. The first day of Sukkot is a high Sabbath and a day immediately followed, immediately following the seven-day feast. It is also a high Sabbath. Special Sabbaths other than the weekly Sabbath, Saturday of no work. During the feast of Sukkot, we remember when the Almighty let the Israelites out of Egypt and they lived in shelters in the wilderness for 40 years. During this time, the Almighty also dwelt in a sukkah, the singular form of the physical. Speaking, the Feast of Sukkot commemorates when over 2,000 years ago, on the first day of Sukkot, a high Sabbath, the Messiah was born. He was the very word of the Almighty made flesh and literally dwelt or tabernacled with us. In a spiritual sense, The Feast of Sukkot is all about finally dwelling with the Almighty after the end times. When we are gathered to the Messiah, there will be a great feast during the Feast of Sukkot. The biblical likens 
it to a... Hang on, I'm trying to find... They've got this kind of outlined weird, so please forgive me. Uh, so for Sukkot, each family is commanded to build a temporary shelter, a sukkah, and dwell in it for the length of the eight-day feast. Some people set up a tent to dwell in during this time, while others build more elaborate yet temporary structures with PVC pipe, bamboo, or wooden boards. It can be as simple as a square rectangular top and four legs. The walls of a sukkah are usually some kind of fabric. Most people eat their meals in the sukkah, and some even camp out in it each night. The sukkah is intended to remind us of our need of the Almighty's provisions and of the fact that our life on earth is temporary like the sukkah itself. The, biblical, the Bible likens it to a wedding feast and calls it the marriage supper of the Lamb. The, you can refer that reference that at Revelation 19.6. The groom is Messiah and we are like a bride that has waited for him. Then on the last great day, the eighth day of the feast, Yeshua returns to the earth on a white horse to rule with his people for a thousand years. And in the final fulfillment of this feast, there will be a new heaven and a new earth and we will finally dwell with the Almighty forever, the eternal Sukkot. Alright, so that's a good example, a good uh, description of, and unfortunately I read some things out of order there, but that's a good description of, of what we're kind of looking at. You know, it's just, it's a it's a reminder of how the Israelites dwelt with God in these temporary shelters in the wilderness for 40 years. It's a reminder that God came and dwelt among us when the Messiah was here 2,000 years ago, and we look and we long for the future, the eternal dwelling, and the messianic dwelling uh, with God. And so it's a very, very important feast, which is why I think um, we see it in the, in the prophecies with Zechariah. Let's do our reading that's scheduled for today. So let's do the reading out of Leviticus, chapter 22 through 23, and then we'll finish up with the prophecy about Sukkot, uh, in the book of Zechariah. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. Let's begin. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, When a bullock, or a sheep, or a goat is brought forth, then it shall be seven days under the dam, and from the eighth day and thenceforth it shall be accepted for an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And whether it be a cow or an ewe, you shall not kill it, and her young, both in one day. And when you will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. On the same day it shall be eaten up, and ye shall leave none of it until tomorrow. I am the Lord, therefore shall ye keep my commandments, and do them. I am the Lord. Neither shall ye profane my holy name. But I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord which hallow you, that brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feast. Six days shall work be done, but in the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein, it is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the feasts of the Lord, 
even holy convocations which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. And the fourteenth day of the first month, at evening, is the Lord's Passover. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread, and to the Lord seven days you must eat unleavened bread. And in the first day you shall have a holy convocation, you shall do no servile work therein. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days, and in the seventh day is a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of firstfruits of your harvest unto the priest. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And you shall offer the day when ye, when ye wave the sheaf and a he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. And the meat offering thereof shall be two tenths deals of fine flour mingled with oil. And the offering made by fire unto the Lord for a sweet savior. And the drink offering thereof shall be of wine, and the fourth part of a hen. And you shall eat neither bread, nor parched corn, nor green ears, until the selfsame day that you have brought an offering unto your God. It shall be for a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. And you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, and from the day that ye brought the sheaf of a wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall ye number fifty days, and ye shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. Ye shall bring out your habitations two wave loaves of two tenth deals. They shall be a fine flour, they shall be bacon with leaven, they are the first fruits unto the Lord. And ye shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year, and one young bullock and two rams. It shall be for a burnt offering unto the Lord with their meat offering and their drink offerings, and even an offering made by fire of sweet Savior unto the Lord. Then you shall sacrifice one kid of goats for a sin offering, and two lambs of the first year for a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before the Lord. With the two lambs they shall be a holy, they shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. And you shall proclaim on the selfsame day that it may be a holy convocation unto you, you shall do no servile work therein. It shall be a statute forever in your dwellings throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of thy field when thou reapest, neither shalt thou gather any gleaning of the harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein, but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Also, on the tenth day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls offering offering made by fire unto the Lord and you shall do no work in the same day for it is the day of atonement to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God for whatsoever soul 
it be that shall not afflict in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever soul it shall be that doeth any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. You shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at evening. From evening unto evening shall you celebrate your Sabbath. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles. For seven days unto the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And on the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you. And you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. And you shall do no servile work therein. These are the feasts of the Lord which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations to offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering, a meat offering, a sacrifice, and drink offerings, everything upon his day. Besides the Sabbaths of the Lord, he bes and besides your gift, and besides all your vows, and besides all your free will offerings, which ye give unto the Lord. Also in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And you shall take, you on the first day, the boughs of your goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and the willows of a brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations, ye shall celebrate it, in the seventh month, you shall dwell in booths for seven days. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths. That your generations may know that I made children of Israel to dwell in booths when I bought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. And that is the end of the Torah portion reading for today. And it ends talking about the feast that we are entering into right now, the Feast of Booths, as it is called in the uh, King James Bible. Now, the or even Feast of Tabernacles, it gets called both of those things, Feast of Tabernacles, because if you go to verse 34, it says, Speaking to the children of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days unto the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. In other words, the first day of this is a Sabbath, and you're supposed to do no servile work, which means common work. No common work to be done. And then you have seven days of this, and on the eighth day is a holy convocation, another Sabbath unto the Lord. Um, now, one of the things that I've done in the past is I have like this little hunting blind that kind of... Uh, pops up like a little small tent and a few years ago I put that up for the seven day period and my family would just go out to that booth and we would eat lunch out there or eat dinner out there and maybe read something out of the Bible or something like that and that's kind of how we commemorated or memorialized uh, this holiday. Uh, this weekend we're going to stay in a cabin and then I'll probably set up this 
uh, hunting blind, this small tent type thing in the yard. And I will be uh, spending, you know, eating a meal in there probably once a day and just kind of trying to draw near to God. That's personally how I, I like to deal with it. Um, the most important thing is to remember to draw near to God and to remember how the Israelites dwelt in temporary shelters and that God took care of them and that He is the provision, right? We're entering into a time in history, very strange time in history, very strange time in this country. More than ever do we need to understand that dwelling with God and under His wing is where true security is, where true safety is. More than ever we need to understand that all things come from Him and that He provides. Um, and we look forward to when Messiah will dwell among us once again, but this time forever. Let's go look at the prophecy in the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 14. It is only 21 verses, but it's just very, very interesting. Let's just read it and open up our hearts and open up our minds and receive God's word. Here's what Zechariah the prophet said about the tabernacle, about the Feast of Tabernacles. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be shaken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and towards the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azal. Yea, ye shall flee like as ye fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah the king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark. But it shall be one day in which shall be known to the Lord, not day or night, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. And it shall be in that day that living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward the former sea, and half of them toward the hinder sea, in the summer and in the winter shall it be. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth, and in that day shall there be one Lord, and his name one. And all the land shall be turned as a plain from Geba to Rimeon, south of Jerusalem, and it shall be lifted up and inhabited in her place from Benjamin's gate unto the place of the first gate, unto the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananali, Hananel, unto the king's winepress. And men shall dwell in it, and there shall be no more utter destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord shall smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. 
and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. And it shall come to pass in that day that the great tumult from the Lord shall be among them, and they shall lay hold every one the hand of his neighbor, and his hand shall rise up against the hand of his neighbor. And Judah also shall fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the heathen round about shall be gathered together gold and silver and apparel in great abundance. And so shall be the plague of the horse, of the mule, of the camel, and of the ass, and of the beast, and the, that shall be in these tents as this plague. And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. And if the family of Egypt go not up and come not, they have no rain. There shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up to the Feast of Tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And that day there shall be upon the bells of horses holiness unto the Lord, and the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yea, Every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts, and all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them, and seeth therein in the day there shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. All right, this is, this is a very interesting prophecy. First of all, the very first ten verses or so sound a lot like Jerusalem, right? And you have the mountains splitting and, and all of that... Or, I'm sorry, I miss, it sounds a lot like what we read out of the book of Revelation is what I meant to say. And then you have this, the enemies of God just being disintegrated, right, in this judgment. It says that their eyes and their mouth and all this is, the tongue in their mouth is just going to melt, right? So this is like the return, this is like the judgment. And here's why it's hard to deny that there will be a physical thousand-year reign on earth of Messiah because, you know, there's doctrines and doctrines that have been around and actually been pretty prevalent uh, uh, since the very beginning, even starting with the early church, that believe that the thousand-year reign was is, is symbolic, um, just meaning that now the Lord... Jesus, Yeshua is is sitting at the right hand of God and he is king um, and that the church would grow and all that. And there's some good reasons to believe that. However, when we look at this prophecy from Zechariah, this stuff definitely hasn't happened yet, right? Like this, everybody being disintegrated and the Lord being present on the earth and the, all the enemies being destroyed, and then the commandment to keep the Feast of Tabernacles to all nations of the earth? Like, that hasn't, that hasn't happened. So this is a future thing. And so this feast, according to the prophet Zechariah, will be mandated to be kept by all nations of the world in the future. And those who do not keep it, meaning they do not come up to Jerusalem to worship God, they will receive no rain. 
And then there must there must be an issue with Egypt where this is concerned in the future because the scriptures go out of its way to warn Egypt twice. So if we go to verse 18, let's start with 17. No, I'm going to start with 16. It shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem. So when nations gather against Jerusalem and God intervenes and annihilates these armies, whatever's left of those nations after that event shall go shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be that whosoever will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. And then the next two verses, it specifically calls out Egypt. And if the family of Egypt go not up and come not, that have no rain, there shall be of the plague wherewith the Lord shall smite the heathen that come not up to the Feast of Tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So it's warning that there'll be no rain and there'll be a plague not only to Egypt, it says the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations that come not up. In that day there shall be upon the bells of horses holiness unto the Lord. That's interesting. And the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. And all that they sacrifice shall come and take of them and see it therein. And in that day there shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord. Interesting prophecy. Interesting prophecy. And it deserves a it deserves to be really examined compared with the book of Revelation. Maybe that's something I can do in the future where we just do a huge two, three episode study of Zechariah chapter 14, pull in the scriptures from the book of Revelation and try to make some more sense of it. But I wanted to share it with you this morning to remind you that the Feast of Tabernacles is important to God, so important that in the future, it's the only one that we can find prophesied about that is to be kept by all nations with threat of plague (laughs) threat of judgment for not doing it so very very interesting okay I'm out of time I pray that you have a blessed weekend and there's a lot of evil going on in the world and there's a lot to be stressed out about and a lot to be concerned about but for this weekend Just try to focus on dwelling with God and being thankful for all that he's done and all that he's provided for you. Because you're going to need this mindset as we move further into this madness. Start practicing now, getting your joy, getting your security, getting everything you need from God because the world is failing you. I pray you've been blessed. Thank you for your support, all of you who support the podcast, the Patreon supporters, the PayPal supporters, the uh, Post Office Box supporters. This could never happen without you guys, and you've blessed me and my life, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.